welcome to the inaugural pilot episode of Midlife and Clueless. I think uh, this particular title really resonates with me and I thought I was the only one. It turns out, you know, everyone seemed to be confident of their life, everything, you know, they had, every everyone seems like they have got it all under control. And I was thinking, why am I swimming like a duck every other time? And when people look at me, they go like, hey, Eugene, you seem to be really successful. You got it all under control. And I go, hey, because hey. who's going to say my life is a wreck? And in a, a recent Netflix show that I watched called Beef, starring Ali Wong, uh, it's a show really about people's life in reality. We have on one hand, a man who's very poor, struggling and hustling to make a living, doing odd jobs, but having a bit of pride in himself. He doesn't want to call himself an odd job laborer. He calls himself a contractor. But what he does is really anything and everything that pays. And on the other end of the spectrum, we have Ali Wong, who comes from a very wealthy family. She seems to have it all under control. She's an artist husband. Her, her work is you know, considered to be one of the top, but yet she's suffering from depression as well. And we see that in both images and scenarios, no one's really happy. And if we really ask ourselves and be very honest with that, I think all of us are midlife, in a midlife crisis and rather clueless. And when I say midlife crisis, I don't just mean being in your 40s or 50s. I mean, I hear people who are in their 25 being uh, considering themselves in their midlife. So today with me, I have our in-house guest, a very good friend of mine, Jones Liu, who is the man who talks to leaders in corporations, CEOs, bigwigs, telling them how to live their life. And maybe this guy can give us some clue on how to live our life. So let's welcome Jones Liu. Hello, hey, buddy. Hello, Eugene. Hey, and thank, thank you for inviting me to the show and very good afternoon to everyone. You know, thank you for tuning in. Yes, I, I hear what you say, Eugene, and it's quite true, including myself. You know, yes, uh, I have been a facilitator, trainer and coach for my goodness since 2004 and I worked my way up from working with teenage, young adults to now people in the senior management, you know, head of regions and departments. And you are so right, right, that most people, they on the surface, they look like very good. Now, yeah. Like you say, the, the dark on the lake, very <laughs> poised uh, on the surface, but the lake is just paddling like a, a nonstop. So it, it's true. Most people didn't realize that happy is just a short-term kind of experience. What we are looking for is really to create a joy. And most people don't forget of the, the long-term joy for the sustainability of mental and emotional well-being. So that's something that's really missing. Do you think so? What's the difference between joy and happiness? Because you seem to, from what I gathered, from what you just said, they seem to be two separate things. Oh, is yes, it, it, yeah, it, it is, it is, right? So, uh, you know, I, I can share with you something, what we call the optimism, right? And mm -hmm. it's this guy, great gentleman, his name is Martin Sigmund. He have a concept of what we call learned optimism. And to put things very simply, right? Uh, and that's one of my... I take complex ideas and, and models, leadership models, and make it very layman that anybody that's listening right now can understand straight away. That's so, exactly what we need on this show. <laughs> yeah, that's right, right. So you can see, you know, when we talk about happiness, joy, and in life in particularly, why are we working, working so hard, you know, to earn money, to provide for the family? And then in yeah. the end, you use the money to buy experience, right? And then you feel good, and then we go again. But what mm -hmm. most people focus on is just what we call the first level optimism, is which is a happiness or what we call pleasurable moments. Mm -hmm. So I'll give you an example. Mm -hmm. uh, what's your favorite food? 
Chicken rice. Chicken rice. So when you eat chicken rice, do you feel happy? Yeah. Uh. Well, I. To me, is a means to an end. I don't sit down with a plate of chicken rice and go woohoo. But yeah. yes. Uh. No. Having a good plate of chicken rice will make me feel better than yeah, having a bad one. Yeah. Pleasure. Correct. Yeah. 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 Okay. So for me, like for example, I love durian and ice cream. Every time I have an ice cream on hand or durian moment or durian buffet. I will feel really happy with my friends and everything, right? Mm. But after the durian session, that's it. Ah, your happiness gone, right? And most people in our today's world, for many many years already, the external wealth and and the external material happiness is always the case. That's why women keep buying bags after bags. They can call themselves an avid bag collector, but most people have the quick search of happiness. So yes. I spent this money and bought this bag. But after that, if I were be honestly asking them and want them to be honest with themselves, do they feel happy for the rest of the year because of that bag? And the answer I can tell you is most likely no. Ah, so right? so women who collect bags is just a fine line away from being drug addicts. Yep, yep, yep. Right? You so, go for the hit, right? That one time in that first that one hour or that half an hour, you feel the high, and then when they comes crashing down, you feel really bad about yourself, your entire body's wrecked. In this case, women who buy those expensive bags, they feel happy for that one hour when they get it, nice smell of leather, then when they look at their bank account, <laughs> it goes crashing down, and then they look for the next hit again, and, and the next hit again. That's right, that's right. And for guys, it's the same thing. Right? It could be drinking, it could be spurging at, at sex. disco, sex, or whatever. Uh, this is an adult channel, right? This is an adult channel. So yeah, we can, let, let's, let's be honest. People, uh, guys splurge on that as well, right? Correct. So, I mean, when I say sex, I don't mean it in a pornographic way, but there are <laughs> men who would go to, it's, again, it's very public knowledge, karaoke bars or Thai yep. bars to splurge. Yep, yep, yep. And what is that for? Just that moment of happiness. Correct, correct. In local context, we call it the Siam Dio, right? So, <laughs> so they were spent, yeah. and it's crazy. They, it's like 10, it could be just once when I was invited by one of my clients uh, one night, and I saw this guy putting the banners, you know, they call it the flower banner or something like that. The Tiao Hua. Tiao and all that. And at one go, it's 5,000. I was like, what the hell? You know, it's like <laughs> one night you spend one 5,000 to one stranger. It's like, that's crazy. And he was so happy. Mm. You can literally see the person so happy, right? Mm. But if I'm going to find out, is he a uh, like a big Tauke businessman owner? I yeah. said, no, he's just a, a middle management, maybe earning 8K, 9, which is a, a above uh, average, right? In terms of the, the mean income of Singapore. Uh, but that's 5K, 5K, you know, you can do so much with $5,000. Yeah. And then guess what? And he's a regular. Well, so he is by the experience in a way. Because, yes. well, we call her stranger, but do that man who's blowing 5k there must be some form of uh roi to that and even if it's not monetary gains return or sexual favors he gets the feeling for that moment that yep. this girl is giving him attention because he's buying her time she oh definitely down she oh you know she 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 maybe even like runs a finger over his arm calls him boyfriend whatever in that two hours in the club she is his girlfriend and he buys that experience. When he gets out, life goes to normal, he goes home, he wank off and you know he just goes for the next hit again. So Correct. that hit costs $5,000. So that's that's happiness, but that's not joy. That's right. That's right. right? Okay, so, so, so how so do we differentiate then? Okay, good. So then then now you are, we are clear about this, right? Then you said, you know, that's also one way to get out of your so-called addiction and yeah. to really be, be more effective your time and resources and energy because 
you might find yourself, oh, I'm seeking for this joy and happiness of life, but we are actually engaging all this small, small happiness, like that, what you call heat. I love the word heat, right? All the different heats after heats. Uh, that will bring you to nowhere eventually, right? But what we need to do is to progress on that. The second level is what we call something called the engaged life, making things meaningful, right? So for example, it could be your hobbies, uh, that you are, when you know you're engaged, you're not only just happy, you're motivated, there's a sense of charge, right? We call it in the zone. Ah. And then that is where time just flew past so fast and you're yes. not tired at all. Uh, so okay. I give you an example, right? For myself, I play basketball. I love it and football, but you've asked me to play recreation. Nah, but if you ask me to play a little bit of more competitive, I'm really in the zone, right? And I will give my 100% and all that. Uh, my work. So, so thankfully, thank God for that. Uh, I found my passion in my work uh, very early. So doing training, designing programs, talking to people, giving a listening ear, I'm in the zone. I know I'm at my best. And that gave me a lot of satisfaction and that keep me going. Mm. It sounds the same, but it's actually different because this gives you the satisfaction. You are doing positive contribution to yourself and to your life. Okay, so now this just flew over my head. I'm trying to figure mm -hmm. all this out. And yeah. I think... I'm still trying to grasp between happiness and joy. So I understand happiness. Happiness Oh, we is... are not at the joy yet. Yeah. Oh, we're not joy at the joy is... yet. Okay. Joy, so joy, needs, is... joy needs all three levels. Yeah. Okay. So happiness is fleeting. We all understand that. And this first level, you mentioned something about engagement. What's it called? Oh, this is the second level, right? Uh, meaningful life. Meaningful life. Yeah. So engage. That, this, this is the second level already. Correct. You are What's in the, the first zone. level? First level is just pure happiness, pleasurable. Oh, okay. So first level happiness... Second yeah. level is engage or meaningful, yeah. Meaningful engagement. So this is what we're talking about now. Is what is a meaningful engagement that also makes us happy? Yeah, so so using you as an example, Eugene, because I, okay. I know you for some time. Um my writing, mm. doing videos, mm. doing the content creation. shows like this, content yeah. creation, you know you are in the zone. Mm. Mm. Don't you agree? So yeah. that is different from the happiness. You get more than happiness. Oh, I didn't see it that way. I yeah. okay. So I I con in this case, like taking that example that you just said, I feel a huge sense of satisfaction. Yep. I I don't know if that equates to happiness in the way that I perceive, mm. uh, right? Because it doesn't give me that overwhelming need to to smile and clap. For hours because I'm in a zone. I, I'm going to be here for hours and it'd be quite silly for me to just smile and agree like the joker for hours. <laughs> but I do feel a sense of contentment and satisfaction. Like when the work gets done, you see the bounce in my step. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm fired up to go the next round and you're right. Mm -hmm. I, I would sit at this same desk I am not right now communicating with you. I can still go for 14 hours. Exactly. Hmm. That's you are, you are in the zone. In the you zone. Are, you are engaged. So a, a quick way to remember is, you know, uh, people say when you're in the performance flow, you're in the zone. Mm. That you know you are uh, intense, but it's a positive kind. And mm. there's a lot of energy. You don't feel tired. And like you say, 14 hours just went past. Mm. Mm. So when I explain these three levels, it's not a isolation. It's actually a, a, a scaffolded effect, right? So you add on. Because the joy is a big thing, right? And these are, you can put it another way, these three levels are the subset of joy as well. But what most people, they do not have the clarity and the distinction of these two levels. And there's one more that's coming up, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share with you. Uh, then they will always think that happiness is joy. 
And that's the reason why they do things, you know, shopping and everything. Then after a while, they still don't feel happy because they are only at level one. Okay. So I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting the hang of it. I'm getting mm. the hang of it. Yeah. So it, what if some people say they find shopping meaningful experience? Yeah. So this is where we need to be neutral. And of course, I work on evidence-based, right? Meaning, you know, in terms of patterns, your life habit patterns and all that. If it's true, then good for them, right? Then they have the financial resources to do shopping all the time. And that's really, you know, the, the things that they uh, bought really create a, for example, they are into fashion. But that's mm. fine. Mm. But if you are those kind, you say you like shopping, shopping makes you happy. Then after that, the things that you buy, it, it kept in the cupboard. The next time you uh, see is what? Chinese New Year spring cleaning. Right? That has something wrong already. Okay, okay, okay. So I get it, guys. Uh, mm. Audience, as you're listening in, let me try to break this down for us. So <laughs> from stage one to stage two, what you need is to find a reason behind what you're doing. Simple as that. So if whatever that you're doing that makes you happy, but it doesn't last and that you, whatever that you've done isn't useful in your life, then that's not meaningful. So if you're doing something, like say, even if you're going to use the word shopping, ladies, and you're buying bags, right? So again, I know many of you out there listening in, how dare these two men tell us women how to buy bags, right? But if you start buying <laughs> bags and if you find a way to sell it on a secondhand market or you're a collector, you're a connoisseur of bags and you're able to determine all the different versions of bags. This is a limited edition. This is 1997 card. And for some reason, when you put it on the shelf at home, even if you're not using it, it gives you a huge satisfaction. And because of your expertise in the bag, it makes you useful to yourself and to people around you. Then that becomes a meaningful engagement. What Jones is trying to say, and I believe this as well, is yep, yep. if you just buy the bag and put it in a cupboard, and then when you look at that, you got five bags and then you start getting miserable because you're now questioning your remorse, life. Right? Mm. Buyer's remorse. Then that's not true happiness. So we're trying to move you from getting a hit like a drug addict towards something more meaningful. Okay. Correct. Am yes, right, yes. You are right. Very good. You're doing well done. I give you a start. <laughs> All right. Let's learn. I'm learning along as you guys are learning. So I think this is quite cool. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's important, right? Because we only have 24-7, you know, in, in our life every week. Uh, uh, it's good to look at how are we spending our time. So most of the time for those to, uh, like what Eugene have, have break it down uh, to make it easier even. So on the second level, normally that's where you will find your passion. That's where you'll find your hobbies, uh, the things that you're constantly and consistently doing. And you know that it gives you that sense of feeling beyond just happiness. Uh, because all these are in the same family. So by the way, I'm also an EQ expert. I, I created my own emotion round card game, right? Eugene, you know that. So I, I research a lot on emotion. So, so that's one part. Now, moving to the last one is significant and purpose. Right? So if you can reach to the third level of significant and purpose, that's where you can have the sustainable and long-lasting joy. Now, what I mean by that, if I put it in the simple question, is like, Eugene, why are you on this earth? Why is what is your existence on this earth? For? Oh, I, I I don't I don't know about it. I mean, I have a paranormal uh, <laughs> slant to it, you know. Yeah. About the soul needs to learn before it can elevate and then go into nirvana. So mm. I am I believe I'm put on this earth at least uh, from my uh, spiritual perspective is that yep, yep. We, are, we are here to learn, make an impact into people's life, and then once we are ready, we ascend. Yep, yep, wow. yep. And and if you truly believe in that, then that's the reason that got you to do what you do. Mm. Right? Your supernatural confession channel, the 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 hikes, the different looking yeah. to the culture and the, the fox tales and all that. Mm. 
when yes, you the elevating own... of self into that higher state of consciousness, which I seek, and possibly done on a very subconscious level. Exactly, exactly, right? So, and for my case, you know, and, and those who are listening right now, you can also start to think, it's like, what is something that you realize that you have been doing since young and you are fighting for it? You know, there's a significance and the purpose behind it. So for me, uh, like I say, I found coaching and training very, very purposeful and meaningful because I realized that, hey, if I have known all this leadership training or this concept earlier, I might not do so badly at school, right? <laughs> so, yeah. so the funny thing is this, you see, because I skipped school and get mm-hmm. caught and all that. So I'm from a neighborhood school, nothing to hide. All this is in the history or in, or in the archive. It's all true story. Mm-hmm. Can't score A's except for the subject that I like. And then, but when I expose myself to all this training, development, personal awareness, here, imagine I scored C6 for English and eventually I found the, the understanding of significant purpose. And I scored an A for, for my law. Wow. Law papers, business law. Then I was questioning, hey, how, what's the huge difference? Mm. Uh, it's because I realized that, hey, I want to serve the corporate world. I want to serve the working adults to have joy in their work. And then, you know, understanding the business and making business successful, they are department successful. We need to understand the law, which is part of the, the skill set or the knowledge they should have, right? As a leader and all that, uh, especially for those uh, running small businesses and all that. So from there, it create the purpose. Then there's even more energy than my hobby, the second level, to get engaged and then go to the next level and keep growing. How old were you when you got that purpose? Wow, uh, two thousand level three, level three two thousand and four. That was the twenty three years old. How how did you stumble upon that? Did it come to you? Were you sure of it? Or oh no I, no 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 no, no. It, 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 yeah. Because you know, listening to 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 what you just said, I'm yeah. thinking to myself, am I even there yet? You know, that's the question. I mean, yeah yeah yeah. yeah. That's a bit life story, right? Are mm, we there? Mm. Is that our purpose? Because I can imagine. Many of us, and I've spoken to many people, I don't think we even know the level three. Probably some of us are struggling for level two even. So yes. we now hearing what you said, I can tell you I want to get to level three. The how mm-hmm. to discover the level three, what is that driving goal, that deeper, higher, meaningful purpose? It's It seems very elusive to me. So I want to know how you got to it. Yeah. Okay. Good question, Eugene. So let me start with when I said 2004, about when I was 23 years old, is that kind of maybe it's from a level two going to a level three already. Right. To really go to the core purpose, uh, I actually went through a lot of training and from 2003, 2004, I've been always on the constant path of personal development. That's how I grow and then get the result in my career as well. Right. So the, to answer your question is this one, we have training and coaching, you know, all this self-personal development, it works, right? If you really want to create and you need to put that to action. But for me, a quick sharing for everybody is to look at certain constant things that you enjoy doing. So for me, I love life, true life story and success story. Then I also want to be one of them. Mm. Okay. At the age of 23, 24, that's how we met. We know each other that long already, Eugene, you know. (laughs) We did our... Our first uh, collaboration in terms of the adventure training. Mm. And the whole purpose is because I see a gap in the adventure training industry back then. Mm. You know, people are queuing up for the rock wall, but there's only 45 minutes to clear 40 students. That's mm. one minute per student. So how is that possible, <laughs> right? Yeah. And it's like a factory, like, go, go, go. And people crying, okay, don't cry. You cry, don't want to do you. You get out of the line and then let your classmate. So yeah. that is not a true essence of 
learning, adventure learning, to experience the joy of rock climbing. And that's why we set up what we set up to do. Mm. You get what I mean, so, right? Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And how I got that is because that was funny because after we served the army or I served the army in 2003, it was SARS periods, if you still remember. Yeah. And my diploma, yeah, my, my diploma was in hospitality management. Oh, no job for you, sir. Exactly. <laughs> so no job. And when every time there's crisis, there's only a few industries that are still recruiting. Lah. So we do respect insurance is one of them right? mm. and real estate property. So guess what? I became an insurance agent in 2003, right? And Survival. You got to do what you got to do to survive. Yes, exactly. And that is where I start to expose to personal development, mm. leadership development, right? Peak performance. Then I was like, how come I don't know all this when I was younger? Yeah. And that's what created the spark in me. That's how it all started. Wow. Right? And then to get to level three is not overnight. Uh, of course, I spent years, you know, I was still happy. I said, oh, I found my joy. I just want to do the work that I like. I don't care about uh, my income. So I was really what we call poor and poor and joyful. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Super okay. joyful, but very poor, right? Until things hit me uh, in a few years back, uh, some uh, crisis. At, at this point, we can say you know, the mm. consolation is, yeah, you know, money can't buy happiness and I got lots of happiness. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But the truth yeah. is, no money in reality is going to, you know, impede you in, in life in many ways, isn't it? Exactly. exactly. In some sense, it reduces your joy factor. Yes, yes, yes. So so as, as the time progressed, then I start to realize there's something missing. Of course, life hit me, then I have that pricey moment. And that's where I start to say, oh, oh, you know, what is happening to me? And that's where the transformation can come. And that's why we have this program and we decided to come out. Must we go through all this whole journey in the way that I went through? Or we can actually not say shortcut, but to learn and expedite the process. Because I have been working with many leaders around the world, across Asia Pacific. Before COVID, I do fly around. Yeah. And I noticed that the story or the pattern of midlife and clueless is almost the same. Anywhere in the world. Yes, regardless whether you have a blue eye, you know, blonde, yeah. Latin, they have family, they are a mother, they are a father, they are also a son, a daughter, right? You know, you know of I'm them. kind mm -hmm. of glad that in this era where we are now, we have things like podcasts, where we, what we are exactly like what we are doing. We have a lot of resources out there at our fingertips. When I was growing up in in, in the early 2000s, I think uh, internet internet was uh, mainstream in the 90s, late 90s. I don't mm -hmm. know if internet came up before that, but in the late 90s, web pages were the thing. In the 2000s, social media were a thing. Then content started getting noisier in the space. But prior to that, the whole time when I was an entrepreneur or growing up, there was very little resource for me to tap on and mm. motivation speaking or the, the stuff that we talked about where you get mentorship program they do not come cheap at all and best you yeah. can do is buy a book read people's life story and then you try to emulate it but it's very much figuring around just poking around in the dark getting lost and i'm a person who cannot be told uh to be, to be honest i i feel that in my early 20s if I were to be told what to do, someone come up to me, hey, Eugene, this is how you should do to be successful in life. I may not be very welcoming to that. Mm -hmm. I'm the kind of guy who needs to burn my hand on a pot three times before knowing, also, that's hot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But now, now in at my age, uh, at midlife, I start to appreciate, you know, if 
and then when I look at my kid, if I could help him avoid all the pitfalls that I've done by telling him this is, you know, and I, I want to give him the space to explore. But at the same time, I know certain things. It's like, no, no, no. You just don't do it because it's yep. bound to fail. I think I would have shaved about 10 years of uh, rebuilding or maybe even more time rebuilding my my life over and over again to get to where I am now. Like I am happy where I am now. I can be happy, of course. And uh, throughout my life, I've learned a lot of lessons, figured things out, much like yourself, Jones, where you said you discovered things, you hit rock bottom and everything. And, and I, I like where I am now but can it happen without the pitfalls? Can it really work just by having pure mentorship program without the experience? Mm. So this is a very good question and I would say difficult question to answer, but it takes a lot of courage to accept what I'm going to say, right? Mm. Because the, the straightforward answer is, no, you need to go through. Mm. That's one. But at the same time, you don't have to go through on your own. So we are going into an area of the, the ability to bounce back from adversity. Some people call it resilience. That's another huge topic altogether. Maybe mm. another episode we can do that. Yeah. But to answer your question is, like you say, in order to learn that the kettle is hot, we really need to let the boy <laughs> touch the kettle. It's hot. But the key thing is, can you bring ASAP? Teach them as, as early as possible. So I bring the kettle to my kid. <laughs> Yeah. Nah. Yeah. So, uh, so next time, don't touch. Huh? Don't, you know, don't you be mischievous and go and touch. Uh, I'm sure in some circles, that's considered abuse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so the key thing is this, you see. So we have a finite time on earth. Everyone is different. Some of you might, maybe, we, and I don't know when I will be living, right? So, so mm. this is something, it's a fact. We all going to leave this world one day. Mm. But some of you might have 90 years. Hundred years. Some of you even 105, and at the rate that this technology and health industry is going, I think we are living longer. Mm. Right. So the question is, you know, uh, do you want to wait until you are 60, 70 to learn your lesson, or you can actually expedite it to bring it as as early as possible? That's where you're learning from others. Have a great mentor. Have a coach. A lots of life experience, trial and error. ASAP for and get up as uh, as fast as possible. That's where you can gain all this wisdom about life lesson, right? And then you can start to reflect and think about why am I on this earth? You know, that's the level three. What is the significant and purpose for me of my existence? Uh, why am I creating to make a difference to not just my family, friends, but to the whole society or even the world? And, and that's where great leaders uh, emerge. Uh, and of course, you know, have all these super geniuses in the world like Elon Musk and all that. People might find him weird, but he mm. has a purpose. It's very clear. Okay. Hey, yeah. you, know, you know, Jones, I think I got an aha moment from this discussion mm-hmm. today. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. So sure. I'm going to help us wrap this up for audience listening in. And um, if I were to understand this correctly, going from level one to level two, Clearly, it's easy just being aware that whatever that you're doing has meaning and that happiness with meaning equals a step closer towards joy. But true joy really comes from understanding yourself, understanding what really gets you up, really gets you thinking what's the legacy you want to leave behind. When you can answer that, that's where the path to true joy really exists. But for many of us, level three, it's really out of reach. And here's where I'm going to make some suggestions. <laughs> Jones, let me know mm. if I'm on the right track or not. Sure, no problem. Okay. Mm. 
in my conversation with Jones and in looking at my own life, I truly believe none of us can ever get to level three without breaking some eggs in our life, without yep. fucking up, without making mistakes, without exploring. If you're sitting there wondering in your office chair, in your cubicle, or sitting at home in your bed, wondering just how to get to level three without the courage and the resilience to experience some bumps in your life, you probably will never figure it out. It's the same situation as a child in school sitting down at an essay or in front of a table writing an essay and says, I am going to think of my story and holding the pen and no words is written. Half an hour later, I can tell you there will be no story written. Okay? So if you want to write your story of your life and find that key to joy, you must be prepared for some fuck-ups. And the way I look yep. at my life and Joe's life, we had major, major fuck-ups <laughs> that I would not want to relive that again. But in those instances, God, I grew so much, John, so much. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, in one of my training, the, the trainer said there's always grace in all adversity. Mm. Right? And, and in fact, you know, to talk about the word passion, uh, it came from the Latin root word of patin, which means in suffering. <laughs> oh, wow, I didn't know that. <laughs> right, so so of course I put it in the in, in the context, all right, in yeah. the context of modern world. I'm not asking you to suffer, cut, use a knife and cut yourself and bleed, right? Not that kind of suffering, but it's what are the things that you don't need the income you're willing to do. You can forego your sleep and you're willing to do, and you are still happy. Wow. That's passion. Then I think clearly, Jones, I am at a stage right now where I've gone from two approaching to three. Yep, yep, yep. From my experience, you are, you are, mm. right? And now the level three is really, like you say, uh, you use the word legacy. Yes, I will agree. It's about, you know, why are we here for this period of finite time? Mm. And then what can we leave behind? And what kind of impact? And nice. once you get that, then you will live your life really joyfully. And hopefully with the correct strategies, you can live life relatively and joyfully as well. Nice. So for those of us who are listening into this podcast right now and they are wondering, okay, you know, that's all great, but uh, the truth of the matter is if we can do it ourselves, there will be no fat, flabby people around. That's why gym instructors are so important, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I tell myself that, that all the time and I look at the gym instructor's fee, it's like, what the hell? Why am I paying you $85 per hour when I can just bench press myself? But i seen the difference between a friend of mine who has had a gym instructor and me who just pushing around blindly, uh, the, the the results are very stuck. Uh, I was wondering, Jones, if, if this is something that you could put aside time once a week, if our listeners are interested in, you know, having someone to speak to, I'm not even talking about full-on, full-blown mentorship because I don't think we can afford mm -hmm. your, your, your fees. But if we could put aside like 45 minutes a week to run a workshop for those who need that additional voice beyond just this podcast, would you be able to set something up so that we can organize this for people? Let's put it this way. Yes, my corporate fee is, is, is pretty pretty high. And guess what? That's what most leaders who are serious about making a difference to their company and the people for them, they do invest in coaching and, and, and mentorship. So even yeah. my I myself, I have a mentor and coach. And I always tell this, I, I and again, with due respect, but I strongly believe in this. Mm. If yeah. you engage a coach that doesn't have a coach, do not engage him or her. Engage a coach that doesn't have a coach license? No, himself. That doesn't have another oh, coach to oh, coach him. A coach that doesn't have a coach. Okay, okay. So he's just he's just the, the he's his own coach, basically. Exactly. The so, internet is his coach. 
yeah, and and to put things very simply, because we are all humans and we have blind spots. Yeah, we yeah. are not God. We are not the all Almighty that knows everything. Yeah. We have blind spots, and and coaches help us to find the blind spot because you can be doing like you say, you go to the gym, take the weights, right? But you're doing the wrong technique, and you can't mm. even see yourself. Mm. We need a coach and a mentor, right? Okay. So so in this case, on your request, once a week, that's possible, and you know that's the reason why we have this podcast in in the first place. This yeah. first episode. Uh, to really make a difference and all that, mm. right? And from there, of course, see how things goes, and we can support yeah. as many as people as possible. When it comes to the money terms, you know, whoever who is wealthy yeah. and not joyful, maybe you can sponsor, and we help to make you yeah. more joyful. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I, you know, we talk about fulfilling a need, right, Jones? And mm. one of the, the the areas that I, I, I speak from experience, and I feel as well as, it seems to me that, uh, personal development and and growth is, a landscape that is accessible only to those who are able to afford it. But the majority, the bottom of the pyramid, people like uh, you know, myself, even the average income earners, or those just struggling to break that that, yep. that that barrier, we are the ones who need this help, but we really can't afford it. And the prices really for great effective mentorship is off the charts. And that's why most of us just are where we are. So I'm thinking if there is a way where we could bridge people slowly across to where they need instead of just signing off a blank check of $30,000 mm-hmm. is, you know, of course, this podcast is free for everyone to listen to. If you like it, leave a comment. We can even start a Facebook group where uh, many of you who have uh, certain issues that you want to talk about it, feel free to be in a community with us. Uh, have that discussion. Every discussion, every, every single insight will bring you one step closer to where you need to be. And if there is a workshop, you know, right, we can make it as, as affordable as possible and people who need their help as and where yep. they want, they can come in and talk to us with a bit of, uh, you know, more directed help. That's great. And I guess at the end of the spectrum, if we really need Jones on a one-to-one, and we can get to that as well. But having this layer, I feel, would bring a lot of people out of their midlife crisis into a step closer towards that third level joy you talk about, Jones. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with you, Eugene. That will give me also uh, living again by example because the work that I'm doing with you right now, even in this podcast, is my level three. Ah, so that's where we all want to get to. Yeah, <laughs> right. and, and I know I can help um, our listener to find what is their level three. And then uh, build up the habits, the supporting environment. There's many, many domains that we need to look into because it's a, not an overnight thing. Yeah. Uh, but to get that, that joy of living, right? The wealth and joy of living uh, yeah. in our finite time, mm. uh, we need to do the work because it, it doesn't come for just like that. Yeah. Uh, life doesn't happen that way. Mm. Even you want to learn to ride a bicycle, you need to learn to ride the bicycle by falling down. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or step by step, maybe from a tri- uh, from the four wheels, you know, the children bike, and then you remove one wheel at the back, yeah. and then you remove the second wheel, then you are on your own, right? And then yeah. those advanced ones, they go into a one wheel cycle. What do you call that again? Yeah, the, the unicycle. A uh, unicycle, yes. Yeah. That's the advanced stage, right? So I can't do a unicycle. <laughs> and even though I'm a coach and a trainer, but uh, I can ride a bicycle freehand at least, you know, I don't yeah. have to hold a handlebars and I still can ride. Yeah. But you get my point. We need to go through the journey together. And I hope that... Um, what we're ever doing can serve the, the majority of the population that really needs it and not just the uh, the wealthy one that can afford. And let's do our best to reduce the gap between yeah. the poor and the wealth, uh, wealthy as well. 
I love it. I love this. I, I have so much goosebumps right now just feeling where we are headed to with this podcast and what we want to do for people. And really, it's not about just doing it for people for the sake of doing it for people. We do it for ourselves and by yes. that extension to the community around us because we are only as strong as the weakest in our community. So I am really looking forward to our next session with you, Jones. And for those of you listening in, if you want to find out more about us, go check out midlifeandclueless.com uh, we probably have a Facebook group that you can join as well to build this community together we are on podcast soon to be on YouTube uh, and IG as well uh, let everyone know if you find this useful today and you want to get the message out you want to bring more of your tribe in uh, the more people we have the more discussion we have the more we learn and we explore that together so uh, welcome on the first day of this journey with us my name is Eugene Tay and that's my co-host Jones Liu I will be seeing you again next week. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs>